Welcome to the Shiny Brightly Show. I'm Howard Brown, author, speaker, Silicon Valley entrepreneur, international peacemaker, and yes, two-time stage four cancer patient survivor and advocate. Each episode will take you from resilience to hope and a whole lot more because Shining Brightly does make the world a better place. Be prepared to be inspired. Welcome to Shining Brightly. It's your host, Howard Brown, extraordinaire, and we are Shining Brightly. We're putting the spotlight on Richard K. today. Welcome, Richard. How are you? Yeah, outstanding. It's a beautiful Wednesday. And as I said before we started, love your background. Shining Brightly, oh. that sun, no, no pun intended. It's brilliant, Howard. Not, not bad for a rainy day in Michigan. I don't know uh, how you're doing. You're in, you're in Taos, right? You got a good yeah, one going? We, we got about 80 degrees and blue skies, so it's good. I'm telling you, you're going to fascinate our our audience today, Richard. You are such a Renaissance man. I um, I'd like you to just introduce yourself uh, and give us some highlights of uh, you know your your stellar stellar career and accomplishments. <laughs> well, let's see. I started out as an electronics engineer, uh, got a, a, a bachelor's degree in business management, got a doctorate in chiropractic, drove from Sandy from New York to San Diego, practiced chiropractic for thirty years and retired. My practice doubled through an entrepreneurial conference. We'll, we'll touch on that later. And I just shut it down. I now live in Taos, New Mexico. And I, um, when I retired, I came out here and began serving entrepreneurs. As Tony Robbins says, not to impress you, but to impress upon you. I even had a PBS special about the work that I was doing as a doctor back then. And it's much more fun being an entrepreneur and serving entrepreneurs. And that's my life. That's what wow. I do. You're talking to a serial technology entrepreneur right here. So I'm, I'm, I'm audience number one for you today. And I, I appreciate that. Um, I know uh, we talked about a, a couple of different topics, and I think we'll have to have you on uh, Thriving During the Pandemic another time. Today, we're going to focus on secrets of uh, empowering negotiations. I think that is such a lost art and skill. It can be learned and it needs to be practiced. And um how did you uh, how did you come up uh, with that that topic and uh, and and I, I believe it's really important and it, it needs to be be learned a learned skill and uh, and practiced. You know it's interesting when I looked back to see how I got to the place of teaching that my job as an engineer we were selling to the government we're government contractors back then negotiating with vendors negotiating with government inspectors those kinds of things. And I didn't know what I was doing. I know most people do not learn negotiation. They just do it. And I'll give you some examples of that. Then I became a doctor. And in the early days, I was negotiating with insurance companies and patients to keep coming in and still vendors. And then I shifted to a cash practice because you're responsible for your health. No one else is. So that was totally cash. He's still negotiating with patients. Then when I shut that and negotiating to buy my land, and I'll tell the story about that too. So you can put this all real time and working with entrepreneurs, um, everything we do, Howard, everything is a negotiation. And ladies and gentlemen, let's bring that home for you. First negotiation you have is with yourself every single morning watch this 
when you awaken, it's, do I get out of bed or do I hang out here for a little while? That's your first negotiation. So I, I began to develop this. And quite frankly, someone asked me, Richard, why don't you teach what you do? I said, what? You know, your gift is one of the things that you do that you don't understand why everybody doesn't do. So I was invited to put together a program. I teach it all over the country, teach it at a, the world's number one rated business conference called CEO Space. That's what I do. That's the genesis. That's the backstory on how we get here, Howard. Yeah, no, I know. I appreciate that. I, I will tell you that sometimes there's uh, uh, alternative factors like my dog wanting to go out early in the morning that, that makes the decision for me. <laughs> there's my negotiation. That, that's it. Dog either goes out or pees, pees on the floor, right? So He's a better negotiator in that sense. Yes. He is. He is. So, um, you know, negotiations is, is taught. There's, there's practices out there. But yes. uh, there's got to be some secret sauce. What, what's some of your secret sauce that you bring to the table? Well, interesting question. Most people, when we think about negotiation, it's I win and you lose. You know, that, that's the culture. I used to teach I win, you win, level two. And that's nice. Now, and we'll talk about this too, that if you're just negotiating on price, somebody's going to feel they didn't win. And we'll talk about how many other things are out there. Then I talked about level three negotiation, which is I win, you win, and our cohort wins. Now let's talk about level four negotiation, Howard. I win, you win, our cohort wins, and humanity wins. What happens in our world and in a global world of everything, not just negotiation, but everything we did, we approach it as humanity wins. We wouldn't have this garbage that's going on in the world today. You wouldn't have Russia going after Ukraine. You wouldn't have all these shootings if everybody plays at a higher level. So is it a secret sauce? I don't know. It's just the world that I choose to live in. Let's serve. I love level everyone. four. Level four is your is, is positivity street and shining brightly because I, I, I would say that most of the experience that I see in negotiations is a lose-lose. And if, exactly. it, if they want a high price, you want a low price, and you split the difference, you've both lost. So let me, let me give you a story. I, I mentioned I lived in San Diego, right. and I don't know, 25, 30 minutes from Tijuana. The culture in Tijuana is you handle, you negotiate for everything. So my then wife and I went down to, San, uh, to Tijuana, and we saw a wrought iron plant rack that we knew just where it would go in the kitchen. And I asked the guy, how much? He says, 20 bucks. I said, okay, 10, okay? 1995, 10 and a quarter. We, we do this. We get to the place where it's 15, 15 and a half or 1575, 15 and a half. Arlene taps me and says, give him the friggin' quarter. Let's get out of here. <laughs> so the, the learning thing here, the lesson is, remember what your outcome is. Where do you want to the negotiation to go? Did I care if the thing was 20 bucks? <laughs> Certainly couldn't care about a quarter. I got so lost in the energetics of the back and forth. I forget all I wanted was the rack. So I gave him whatever it was and we laughed, went to lunch. And ladies and gentlemen, remember what your desired outcome is. So if it's just money, hey, if you make it a game, it's really fun. And that, that's what that turned into. 
Yeah. So, but you know, I, you hear this, you know, I, I like that win-win, but taking it down to the, for the cohort and then also for the humanity, I, that's where I want to, I want to go. That's, that's important. Now, I also, you spoke when we, you know, seven potential uh, words that will increase. So I'm interested. You got me hooked now. What, what are those seven words? And that's exactly what it is. That's a negotiation. That's a hook. And when people invite me to teach, you know, total transparency, that got your interest. And let's talk about what are those seven words. And we, we learn through stories. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, later on in this segment, we're going to give you some free gifts that have the potential to transform your life. Many years ago, Howard, a young man, a friend of mine, called me up. He said, Richard, I'd like you to teach what you do. This was in chiropractic, but yeah, I'd like you to teach what you do. I have a series of seminars, and you'd be a wonderful fit. Howard, we talked about where, when, how long I would have. He'll cover expenses. Uh, he was going to fly me to San Francisco, Chicago, uh, uh, Orlando, I said, I got friends and family. So someone's going to pay me to go teach and visit family and friends. How cool. And ultimately I asked him, well, Jay, how much are you paying? He said, well, I, I'm going to pay you $500 a city. That's a long, long time ago. Seven words, Howard, you'll have to do better than that. Ladies and gentlemen, pause, get something to write with, write that down. You'll have to do better than that. Without missing a beat, How uh, Howard, Jay said, well, the best I can offer you is $1,000. Howard, what just happened? I doubled what he was paying me. Or he doubled what he was paying me. Now, there is an antidote to that. The antidote, keep those writing sticks ready, is exactly how much better do I have to do? Now watch this. If Jay had taken this program and learned the antidote, if I said, you'll have to do better, and he said, how much better do I have to do? Howard, if you were in that situation, someone said, how, how much better do I have to do? What might you have said? I, I, I might have said that uh, I normally charge, <laughs> You know, but for you, you put the onus back on me to set that price ceiling. Exactly. I might have said six, six fifty, maybe seven. I never would have doubled it. No. So it doesn't make a difference whether you're buying or selling. You can always, and by the way, in any negotiation, you have to accept no as a potential answer. For sure. Years ago, I had my Jeep Grand Cherokee and the rear uh, transaxle got blown. And I went to pick it up and I said, Doc, how much? He showed me the bill, 1500 I said, uh, and write this down. This is another negotiation tip. Uh, what's the best price you can do? And he looked at me and said, 1500 Okay. You have to be able to accept that as an answer. He's still my mechanic. It's a little independent guy. And okay, ladies and gentlemen, anytime you do any of these negotiation strategies, have a smile on your face and be gentle. Don't be obnoxious. That's what gets all of us in trouble. So you have two skills there. You'll have to do better than this. 
and the antidote, exactly how much better. The other one is, what's the best price you can do? I have a philosophy, Howard, never hurts to ask. Doc said, 15 hours. Okay, here's my credit card. Many people think you can only negotiate personally, or if you're buying uh, artwork or something like that. You remember the days we used to wear suits and ties? <laughs> yeah, I just wore one to a wedding, actually. I went to a wedding two weeks ago. I, I threw on the suit and tie. That was, the, that was the first time in a while. I used to negotiate in Nordstrom's when I was buying suits. Now, and again, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to give you examples so you understand how this works. I've negotiated in Best Buy, where in Nordstrom's, they're not going to change the price. But the sales lady said, well, I can't do anything in the price, but what if I throw in a couple of shirts? I said, it works for me. You know? Back in the days when big televisions were thousands of dollars, my then wife and I were buying a 55-inch television because when we moved from San Diego to Taos, uh, we had season tickets to the Chargers, and we knew we weren't going to fly back and watch the games. So we bought a 55-inch back those days, I don't know, five, six, seven thousand dollars, whatever it was, rear screen projection. Um, and I asked the sales, a young kid, and I said, what's the best price you can do in this? And he panicked. He says, I thought he was going to lose a sale. I said, I can't do anything. He said, but I can give you this. And he gave me this. And he gave me this. And he gave us probably three, four hundred dollars worth of peripherals that go with it. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you these stories so that you can understand it's not just negotiating a contract. Everything is negotiable. You negotiated with yourself, Howard, am I going to wear a suit, which suit, which tie, which shirt? If you view the world through that lens, it changes, doesn't it? I, I would say when I moved to Michigan, this is now 17 years ago, but I went to Best Buy. And I actually bought a big screen TV as well. And um, I asked the, uh, the, the sales rep to, uh, if he had authority to negotiate. So this is, the, this is a Richard K. great story because you'll appreciate it. And he said, uh, no, my, I, I cannot. I, I have to sell you what I have here for the price listed. I said, call your manager over. He called the manager over. And um, I said, you have a really great salesperson here. He knows the products, the features. It's really great. Gave him a compliment. I said, but he, he uh, I, I'm asking if this is the, the best price. And he said, well, it is our best price. I said, well, what happens if I have want two of them? And they said, well, that does change the game. And yeah. they lowered the price on both of them and threw in free installation. Congratulations. So I, I executed the Richard K model there, but 17 years ago. And then um, I'm reminded, Richard, this is funny. You'll get a kick out of this. So there's a, a young little boy. He puts a sign in front of his house and he says, um, the dog, the, the mother dog just had puppies. And he says, I'm going to sell a $500 puppy. And his mother's like, you sure that's what it's worth? These $500 for a puppy sounds a lot high. He goes, nope, I'm going to do it. So he'd come in every day after school. Did anyone ask about for the $500 puppy? He said, nope, nope, nope. A week goes on and the sign is still up there. And the little boy runs into the kitchen to see his mom with the sign. And he said, mom, I got someone to, you know, to take the puppy. And she was like, shocked she said someone paid five hundred dollars for one of these puppies he said no he goes i traded for two 250 cats <laughs> that's, that's a great story 
That is a wonderful. So story. I just I, it reinforces uh, what what you're saying. I, I have to say that um, you're you're bringing it down to a much basic level of of what you do because um, people think about going around a table and sitting across the table in negotiations, and it's not that. It's everyday interactions. I'm about to have a big negotiation about what's for dinner with my wife. <laughs> That's it. That's the when you view the world through that lens and your laughter. It's funny. Uh, I, I, you may be old enough. Do you remember a television show called Rhoda? It was a spinoff for the Mary oh. Tyler Moore show. And Rhoda Morgenstern was the yeah. star. And her boyfriend, Joe, is in her apartment. And he says, she's going to come home. And she's going to say this. And I'm going to say this. And she's going to say this. And he says, I'm having an argument with myself. And I'm losing. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, I send out emails about some of the work I do in negotiation. And a woman wrote back and said, I work with solopreneurs. I have no need for your work because they don't negotiate. I, I couldn't laugh at her. It was email anyway. <clears throat> and, I, <clears throat> and then I wrote back. And in text, I told the story that I just shared with the, your viewers here about doubling what someone was paying me. I said, everything is negotiation and solopreneurs negotiate more than anybody else. Never heard back from her, of course. So um, any time you've been in a negotiation, ladies and gentlemen, someone says, well, I'll have to think about it. Of course you have. Whether you, or, or you've said it, you're going in to buy a car and the salesperson gives you a course, I'll have to think about it. Or you're selling something and I don't care what your business is. You're selling a workshop, a program, a seminar, your artwork, your house. Some of us don't have to think about it. Well, at the end of this program, I'm going to give you a gift that is a PDF download. And how to get around that to the other side of that is part of it. It's a 14-page PDF. And it's got five tips from the secrets of empowering negotiation. And Another story, Howard, about negotiation. When I came out here to Taos 20 years ago and bought 80 acres, and my then wife and I said, oh, someday we'll move here. Well, someday happened. She got a job as the assistant district attorney, and they said, be here in two weeks. It was raw land, off-grid. We didn't have time to build, so we bought a home. Uh, divorce, I mean, sold 40 divorce. She got 20. I got 20. And I've had it on the market for a while. And one day a guy calls me up. He says, I saw you notice on the bulletin board. Can I come out and take a look? So I drove him out there and he says, I'm buying it. I'm going to take you through some numbers, but don't get lost in the numbers because it's a concept we're talking here. It was 26.5 an acre. I'm going to talk about that in a moment. Uh, not not $2,650, but 26.5 an acre. And so at, at 20 acres, it's uh, about $52,000 total. The terms that I offered him were $15,000 down and paying it out over three years. Conversation, conversation. He says, can I put $5,000 down? I said, sure. Can I pay it out over five years? I said, okay. He says, and then another conversation. Well, I need capital for he had just moved here and he says i need liquidity can i do no money down and as his owner financing 
is paying me 20% more than the price of the land that I asked. Why? Remember, we talked that money is not the only thing. Price is not the only thing. He's got no money down. First payment starts in less than a month. It starts at the beginning of next month. So it's 2000 something a month. Upfront load. He's got no money down and deferred payment for two months. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if I was intransigent on $15,000 down and you know, three years, might not have sold the land. He wanted it so much, and we'll talk about that if time permitting. He wanted it so much that he was willing to pay 20% more than I was asking. Solopreneurs don't negotiate. People negotiate <laughs> everything you do. So he needed more time. He needed some uh, on the upfront, and he he wanted more time extended from the three or two or three years to five. And for that, there's a there's a cost. There's a price that you applied to that. So yes, it's, it's that's a beautiful why, story. My, my for me is outstanding. Yes, <laughs> it, it, it is. It's just a demonstration that when you get off the thing of price only. Where can you go with this? Virtually anywhere. Now, I mentioned that dollars. I said it's not $2,650 not, not an acre. It was $26,500 or $26,50. The word dollars has a huge emotional anchor. Someone once asked me why. I said, I don't know, but we grow up with dollars, dollars, dollars. Everything is dollars. Um, when you use the word dollars, it amplifies the value of it amplifies the emotion and because of that the value university of chicago i believe it was many years ago did a survey howard you've been to restaurants yes <laughs> i mean not as much during covid now but we're getting back there we're getting back. when you look at a menu what's the overwhelming thing that pops up Dozens. There's usually, hopefully, if it's a good menu, there's a description, but that you see the price always on the right side of it or right below the description of the item. And what's right before the price is a dollar sign. That's right. Dollars, do and they're flooding you. University did research, they removed dollar signs from the menus. Same menu, no dollar signs. Right. What do you think happened to their sales? It probably went up because people didn't. Uh, that dollar sign is a, is kind of a negative connotation, I guess. I mean, things used to be like nine ninety nine or ninety five. I'm now seeing ninety seven dollars, or they're, 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 the ninety nine is now uh, you know a, some type of a negative connotation. It, it yes and no, and it's psychology. Uh, you know, you look at the gas, and if it's four, you know, four fifty seven ninety nine, you don't say you don't say four fifty eight. Most people right. say four fifty seven. We tend to round down, but the point is, it's the dollar sign. Yeah. So lose the dollar sign when you're selling something and use it when you're buying something. Yeah, that, that's interesting with gas, because gas here in Michigan is about 529 a gallon over the holiday weekend, and in some places, 565. And the negotiation I had was, do I want to wait in line for Costco or Kroger gas at eight cents less or use the uh, upside card? And save another eight cents and go through that and, and, and plug it in and pay less or 
stop off at the the the, 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 the uh, gas station that's a mile down the road and uh, and pull right in and pump and pay pay full price. So I, I, again, ladies and gentlemen, a beautiful example of our internal negotiation. That's all it is. Everything you've heard me say this. Everything is a negotiation. So there's also an antidote to the dollar signs, by the way. What's and I, I said, use it to amplify whether you're buying or selling. If any of you listening happen to be a realtor, for example, and you may say, well, this house is on the market for 575000 conspicuous, no dollar sign, 575000 Ladies and gentlemen, when the check clears the bank, you know, it, it, it's the same amount. The bank doesn't care. However, I have a motivated seller, and she may be willing to take $75,000 off, which makes it an even, whatever I said, $500,000. So the dollar sign is absent in the offer and totally present in the reduction because you're now amplifying the number, the emotional weight of that. And when you, when you download the, the gift that Howard, Howard asked me, so I'm going to give you a couple of things here. One of them is, again, those five tips. And there are five things that I promise you won't do anything for you unless you read them. You know, how many of us are on webinars, podcasts, seminars, and you get free stuff and you download it. And a day later, you don't even remember where you downloaded it. So, so this is an invitation to take the opportunity and transform your life. I'd like to believe you're getting some valuable information. I just didn't say write it down when we talked about dollars, but hopefully you did. It's a wealth of information. Well, you got to apply it. You got to, as you know what, you got to take action and apply it. So, uh, so hopefully a good percentage will. And um, tell me um, how do, how do uh, have you been in some negotiations uh, Richard, that just uh, you, you can't seem to break the deadlock or you've always found a way? Outstanding questions like getting my, my, my Jeep repaired. Yeah. Sometimes you have to accept the outcome. And what we have to learn is when to walk away. How committed are you? And I, I alluded to this earlier. This guy is was committed to buying the land. He sends me pictures every day of corn he's planting. It's off grid. I mean, it's beautiful. It's 7,200 feet out here. And he's off grid and he wants to plant corn. And what, he was so committed, he couldn't walk away from the deal. Now, I made it easier for him to stay present. You know? If you are so committed to have something, you have already lost the negotiation friend of mine was an ER doc back in San Diego and a Datsun 280Z came out. He said, I got to have it. I said, why, Steve? He said, I just want it. His wife thought he was crazy also. Well, he overpaid for it because it was the first edition and he had to have it. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have to have something, reevaluate in any negotiation it's like, how are you going to negotiate with your wife tonight over dinner? You know, and there's fun in that. You can have the relationship or you can be right. In business, you can have the deal or you can be right. This is the only thing that gets satisfied, the ego. And the ego, the ego as a friend, Joel Bauer says, your, your ego is not your amigo. You got to get rid of it. 
you got to get rid of it. It will serve you in the worst ways. So you know, I, I have a few friends that went on the Tesla waiting list and they paid uh, whatever Tesla charged them and they, they, they got their, uh, their Tesla six months, eight months, a year later, and they're pretty proud of it. But again, if you, uh, they put themselves in a disadvantaged position, but that's what they chose. They had to have it. So I, you know, you have to evaluate that tremendously. And if that, you, yeah, and they get bragging rights, which nobody cares about. Well, they do, I guess, but it's yeah. so, fantastic uh, for, it can apply to, uh, to uh, husband-wife negotiations, your children, uh, business partners. I think it, it really has great applicability. And um, I think that uh, uh, these, uh, these giveaways, which uh, will include the links uh, to them, it's, it's really important. And then those, those words is, uh, I, I just now have to apply it because that's, uh, that, 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 that really is the thing that I, you, you just skip over. You just go and you press the buy button and you're talking to a computer, right? You're buying something on Amazon. There's, you're negotiating with either to get free shipping or not. <laughs> apply yeah, for it or not. Yeah, they, the they, they limit your changed. options. Yeah, and I want to speak to one other thing because you Please mentioned do. and I mentioned earlier a couple of different gifts. Yes. I said my practice doubled and I went to this conference named CEO Space. Uh, it's the world's largest, oldest. Forbes magazine said it's the number one business conference. And I came home. I didn't change prices. I didn't change anything in the office. My practice doubled. And I assure you, my BS degree in business management is not the reason why, because that's just that. That's BS. It's, you know, I, I learned how to go have a job. So the other thing, Howard, that I'm going to give you and your audience is 30 days free membership. When we used to do live programs, it was seven and a half thousand dollars. And we fed everyone three meals a day and snacks for a week, which was more than the room rental and AV and all that stuff. Well, we now do stuff online. So I'm giving your audience free membership for 30 days. And yes. yeah, it, it'll blow your mind is what happens. I like that. It's try before you buy, see if it's for you, see if exactly. you want to take it seriously. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that's an amazing, amazing offer. So yeah. I, um, I, I'd like to be, uh, how, how do people get in touch with you, Richard? What's the best way if after they're hearing this, they want to actually, you know, talk to the, the man, the myth, you know, the negotiating legend, Richard K. Well, your, your website's on your, uh, on your, on your, uh, yeah. And when you, uh, ladies and gentlemen, when you go to either of those places, the free tips or the one month free, there's a place to enter your phone number. And it says, if you'd like to have a business strategy conversation, reach out and I'll call you or we'll set up an appointment. Uh, I, I can, you know, let me give you my email also. Ready? Yeah. Uh, R-K-A-Y-E at R-I-C-H-A-R-D-K-A-Y-E dot com. Uh, so reach out, email. Again, put your phone number in one of those. I'll share another funny story. How do I have an email with my name? Ladies and gentlemen, if you can secure that, that's cool. I checked it over and over again. Some mathematician, some high-level math guy had it. And I just kept checking, looking for the expiration date. And one day he forgot to renew. Nailed it. So yet, uh, actually, my email, my uh, domain's right on the name there. It's another thing. If you have a domain like that, these are just marketing tips. Put it every time you're on a chat so people can get in touch with you. 
Absolutely. And shining brightly at the .com and, and you'll find me. So Richard, this has been an absolute pleasure. I always uh, want to put on my glasses because you're shining so brightly with amazing information uh, about negotiations. So important today. I want to thank you. I um, Amazing stories. And uh, when this publishes, we're going to share it all around social media and people will get back in touch with you. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Invaluable advice today. And uh, I'm grateful for having you on Shining Brightly. Thank you for the opportunity, Howard. Stay safe. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Shining Brightly with me, Howard Brown. Come interact with me at shiningbrightly.com. And remember, keep on shining.